Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, moving from the private sector to a charitable organization. The pace is different. That's the first thing. So um, the urgency sometimes is different. Can any of us think about Christmas without immediately hearing the bells from a Salvation Army Santa in our heads? I'll tell you the truth, I know I can't, but beyond that, how often do we really think about this established organization? What does Salvation Army do and why is it relevant today? And why would anybody with a commercial background ever work for a significant faith-based organization? Well, here with us today is Brad Friedman. He's an experienced commercial finance professional who's recently taken on a leadership role with a Salvation Army. I want to talk with him a bit about the Salvation Army, and since so many of us in D.C. region often have the opportunity to contribute to a not-for-profit or faith-based organization, how do we work through, as a commercial person, whether or not to do it? Well, Brad, thanks for joining us. Oh, great to be here. All right, it's more than Santa. Talk to me. What does the Salvation Army do? I know a lot of people know us from the red kettles that they see outside their local supermarket during Christmas time, but actually the Salvation Army is um, quite a bit more um, was founded in 1865 by William Booth in actually the United Kingdom and has been in this area for over 100 years, um, so literally since the late 19th century. Um, but beyond just Red Kettles, you know, we're also a social service agency and a faith-based organization. So from the social service side, especially in the District of Columbia, we have a number of programs that a lot of folks are probably not familiar with. So one of the things is we have actually Harbor Light Center, which is on Route 50 and the corner of Bladensburg Road um, at New York Avenue. And basically what they do is they provide um, rehabilitation for people with substance abuse. We also have a transitional housing facility here in the district, um, a place that we call Turning Point for young women that have children. Gives them an opportunity to um, develop some life skills, budgeting and whatnot so that um, that they can kind of, uh, you know, grow up, have their children grow up in a more um, positive environment than, say, what they've had. We also run a number of emergency assistance programs where people can get help with their rent um, people can get financial help with their utilities if they're having trouble paying their water bill, their um, power bill, or their heating bill. So just beyond that, and it's also, again, a faith-based organization, so there is effectively a religious element or a church attached to that entity. It's interesting to me how um, we as a community don't really see some of these organizations like yours and, say, Volunteers America and some other ones that basically are they're almost a dark fiber that without which are, are – our local communities would cease to be able to function. I mean, do you think that, I know you're, you've come from the private sector. Before you were in the private sector, were you aware of, of how deep the interconnections were with an organization like Salvation Army? Uh, no, actually, and that's part of the funny. I mean, when, when I first transitioned, say, from, as you said, more, more commercial, traditional investment banking, investment management background, my personal interest was finding role first, organization second. So I was looking to do something um, that had a little bit more purpose for me, if you will, because one day I had this midlife crisis, if you will, um, really examined what was important to me and thought, you know what, um, you know, I've been fortunate enough in my personal life that I was looking to maybe give um, something back or get, be engaged in something that had um, a little bit more meaning or purpose, um, something that really would motivate me to get out of bed in the morning. And so the, the logical place to start for me was something, you know, with a role that, you know, complemented what my skills were. And so what I do over at the Salvation Army in the, in, in the, in the, in the district is um, locally I'm in charge of kind of the finance and accounting operation, the IT operation, the human resources operation, as well as 
the um, property and facilities. Um, you know, in, in, the, in the Salvation Army has a lot of facilities and um, equipment in the local area. So that's actually quite an expansive um, um, range of things to be responsible for. So when I found a role that fit um, at an organization that I was familiar with, um, one of the things um, that I learned very quickly was, again, that this organization was much more than just red kettles at Christmas time. And so I was actually surprised and pleasantly surprised by the number of things, again, non-secular things as well, that they were involved with. You know, we can kid and say it's a midlife crisis, but I do think that after you get to a point of professional accomplishment, the why you're doing something just becomes more relevant for people. It happens at different times in their lives. I assume that now you're in a job where the why is more important, there must be frustrations that a commercial person converting would have to be aware of. What are some of the hints you'd give those of us that want to change careers? What would you say they should most be aware of? Well, for those of your listeners that come from a, a, a more traditional corporate background, the pace is different. That's the first thing. So um, the urgency sometimes is different, not necessarily urgency to, and again, what I do, um, I don't actually, I'm not in, in, you know, we have people that raise money. We have people that actually provide social services. Um, what I do is really, we'll call it support services. So all those functions I mentioned. So sometimes what you see is that versus the, you know, the, 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 the world that I'm used to and probably that you're used to as well is that there's a lot of urgency to get things done, um, you know, and so the pace is, is quite different than, say, what it is. Um, the coworkers, quite frankly, are, you know, I, I love my new coworkers. They've, I've been in this role for about two months, um, and, you know, the, the one thing I've been pleasantly surprised is not only how um, generous my coworkers are with their time, but how much they truly believe in the mission of what the Salvation Army is. Um, and you can see it and you can hear it. And until you actually watch it, it's it's really quite a, a phenomenon. I've never seen um, workers that are as emotionally invested in their workplace and their employer um, as, as as the folks that that I work with. And, you know, again, if the, if the goal is to get up in the, in the morning and, and do something that you believe um, makes people's lives better, to be emotionally invested and help make you feel like at least you're contributing in some way to bettering people's lives, um, you know, that, I mean, that that's very palpable when you walk around the hallways of our office at least. It sounds tremendous. If I'm uh, interested in making this career choice, how do you find a job like this? Is it a, a, a headhunter or are they advertised? How do you, how do you do this? Um, well, you, what, the way that I found actually this particular organization was, um, you know, from my um, uh, business school alumni um, op- operation, if you will, they, um, you know, just generally speaking, they know that I live in this area, that I have a certain uh, discipline or background, and just so it sends me occasionally uh, jobs or opportunities, I should say, that are fitting of someone of, of, of your background. And so that's basically just kind of came across. And until I saw it, you know, the light bulb went off and said, huh, this might actually be something that I was interested in. I looked at a couple of other kind of similar situations, nothing that I thought was as good of a fit either from a role perspective. And that was the harder one for me because I'm not – um, you know, some of those – I've been involved in each of those disciplines I described as in a managerial um, context previously, but not necessarily um, the breadth of what we're, we're talking about with what I do on a day-to-day basis here. So both the role and then um, also finding so an opportunity that effectively matches, I guess. Bottom line, Brad, is, is that what I see in you is a really positive template for a lot of us who are trying to figure out how to make a difference. Brad Friedman from the Salvation Army, thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you to the Greater Washington Board of Trade 
Greater Washington Board of Trade represents leading businesses, nonprofit organizations, and academic institutions, and has helped shape the development of our region for over 130 years. Visit boardoftrade.org to learn how a Board of Trade membership can help your organization succeed in this rapidly changing marketplace. Thanks to Auric, an international law firm that focuses on technology, energy, and infrastructure finance. Clients worldwide call on it for forward-looking commercial advice on transactions, litigation, and compliance. Learn more at auric.com. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two DC region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.